Hey, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Cass Clark, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Good people of the world, what is up? I hope that all is well, all is well on this side. Today, as promised, a very special episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily featuring It's the Real Jeff and Eric, man. Met up with these guys in New York. We had a valuable conversation, sat down for about an hour and chopped it up about a range of topics, man, how they grew up, how they got into hip-hop, these untold stories on what it takes to make this podcast happen or make their podcast happen, to make their careers happen, Um, just times of uncertainty, those real thoughts over coffee, daily topics that you like to hear from the people who are out here moving and shaking in the field. So... I won't hold you for long. We're about to get into the episode right now. Hit me up. Let me know what you like. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Email me. DM me. Cass4QL. That's C-A-S-S-4QL on Instagram. Also, thoughtsovercoffee316 at gmail.com. Go ahead and email me. Whichever you like. I'd rather you follow me and DM me. That's better for me. But whatever you choose, let me know. Jeff and Eric, it's the real. Here it is. This is a very special episode of Thoughts of Coffee Daily. You guys are so used to hearing my annoying voice every morning, but I actually have guests on the podcast this episode. Oh, I thought you were going to say these are two more annoying voices. Yeah. <laughs> you want us to introduce ourselves? Yeah, go ahead. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Petri Dish, a.k.a. For the Culture. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Breaking Down the Dutch, a.k.a. Germany. Yeah, we're It's The Real. Oh, man, that feels so classic. That feels so classic, man. You understand. So, what's up, guys? Everything's good. How are you? Man, I'm great, man. Up here in rainy New York, you know? Yeah, I feel great, man. You guys just experienced the... Hula hoops that we had to jump through no, to make the live uh, the live you know session happen. We know this feeling so well. We know when, like you know, the the computer isn't functioning. Oh, we had we had one podcast uh, with, and the episode never came out, unfortunately for other reasons. But a friend of ours, we were supposed to have her come over, and we canceled at the last minute because our mixer just stopped working. Like wow. had to run out and go buy another mixer and bring it back. And then ultimately that, that that episode didn't even come out. Yeah, but that's because she uh, she was so nervous about the episode because she she's never done an interview before, ah. and she was like, "Well, you cut out all these interesting things," and we're like, "That that's ah. what makes episodes." Ah. Yeah. Well, you know, people are in. I can't blame them because some people are just really timid about letting parts of them uh, be shown to the yeah, world. Yeah. yeah, because you're like, yo, I don't. I don't know how people are going to interpret this side of me. Well, I will say, like, it wasn't like it was, like, salacious stuff. It was like, no. oh, you grew up in Japan. Like, that's interesting for uh-huh. these reasons. Yeah, you've worked like... with all of these people. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean is, like, for example, right? So I mentioned my father on the podcast mm-hmm. maybe, like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And I was freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, he's a human being. He does exist. He's a real guy. Right. Yeah. But I feel some type of way about people knowing that he's, like, real. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this right. weird fear of people... Knowing your business, we had a we had a podcast that we put up uh, with another friend of ours recently, uh, a woman named Marcia Saint Hubert, who's mm-hmm. worked with everyone from yeah, she, the great episode by the way. Thank you, thank very, you much. very much, Cardi B and um, Ti and Mano and Lupe Fiasco and Wiz Khalifa and 
DJ Drama and and Kodak Black. Keep and, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, she's and she's amazing. She works at Atlantic Records, and we had her on, and she is an amazing individual who has a filthy mouth, right? Yeah. So, so just like crazy episode in terms of like the curses. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff hit our mom up and was like, "You should listen to our friend Marsha." And I was like, "Oh no, wait, well, wait, wait, wait." Well, you have to understand that we, Eric, and I, and our brother Dan have never cursed in front of our parents. Right. right. Me neither. Um, and so. It's a it's a weird thing to be like, hey, by the way, listen to this thing where. Well, you know what? Else? You know what else? When so uh, like we're very precious about the whole experience, and it's like, no, no she's sure. like an adult. <laughs> like well, she watches HBO. We put out we put out our our debut rap album last year, mm-hmm. and we're coming up on the one year anniversary of it. It's called Teddy Bear Fresh. Of People course, can go I can't. stream that. I can't. right now. Thank, Thank you. you very much. And our mom, the day it came out, you know, we were like basking in the the glow of release day, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And our mom called us and was like. She was like, I bought the album this morning, and I was like, oh, oh, no. Like, we say some things on there that she, you know, would not yeah. play on. Like, a, this is not my son. On her, yeah. And <laughs> she was like, I cried, and was like, oh, no. And then she was like, because it was so great. <laughs> it was so great, which was, which was an amazing uh, thing to hear. So it was yeah. really fantastic. She said, I can't believe how good this is. Well, like, just I, not that she doesn't believe we're mm-hmm. able to do that, but the fact that we put out a body of work, and she was able to download it and listen to it, and it sounds like... A real album. Exactly, right. So you guys really value your mother's opinion. Yeah. On yeah. your work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, look uh, our mom's a creative. Oh, she is? Yeah. And she what nature? She was a, um, an she was editor. She a magazine editor. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good housekeeping the... and um, family circle and... Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, also she had her. She made all our kids' clothing lines. She was uh-huh. uh, she was a, a, a preschool teacher. She's a lot of. She, you know, had us grow. You know, had us grow up as creatives and let us do our own thing and always supported that, which is dope. Mm-hmm. And and it's always listen. We were living at home, uh, whatever, eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and we came up with this crazy idea to do weekly videos right. and. While our parents didn't understand it at first, they knew that the two of us working together late on a Sunday night to put something out. It meant that we cared about it. Right. Right. So, so let's bring it all the way back. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about New York. So yeah. like I don't know upper, down, east, yep. west yeah. side. We're in Brooklyn right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. in Brooklyn right now. Yeah. So you guys are from. We're from the- Westchester, which is about half an hour north of New York City. Yeah. Okay. Suburbs. Um, right. you know, it's, it's, some people call it upstate. It is in fact no, not upstate. No. So yeah. are you guys aware of the perception of New York that people have that have uh, never been? Which part? People that, just think that people think that New asshole? York is New York City. Oh, uh, oh. wow. A lot of people, I guess not. A lot of yeah. people, like, for example, when we, when we got here for the first time, we're like, there's houses. Yeah. Like, you know, people just imagine the yellow cabs, right. the tall buildings, Times Square. Yeah. But People actually have houses and yeah. yards well, and we grew up and in the farms suburbs. and things like that. You know? Yeah, we grew up in the suburbs in you know a, a middle class house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know our neighbors were you know right next door. Right next door wasn't like in Iowa or something like that, right. real far away. Um, we went to uh, an elementary school where the class my class was probably like uh, you know eighteen kids, something twenty kids. Wow. My high school graduating class was one sixty two. Jeff oh, was two hundred and twenty. Mine yeah, so, was seven hundred and sixty. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Our moms was like so big that they had to do it in two sections, like Jeez. two different days. Wow. You know, oh, wow. for graduations. Wow. Um, but yeah, we grew up thirty minutes north of New York City. So what was that like? So growing up thirty minutes away from New York City, do you guys go into the city a lot? Or I wouldn't say a lot because a lot makes it seem like we're city kids. Like we grew up with. The idea that the city was there, okay, um, and it was accessible, but it wasn't like 
we could go by ourselves and it wasn't like we were going down even with friends like at an early age like well, we would go down for when i was a kid we would go down for more special occasions like you would go down to see um our aunt who lived in the city mm-hmm. um you would go down for museums you go to see plays you would go to the circus yeah like, you would you would go to you know the world trade center like with our cousins right, we went right. to central park um i remember when i was a kid you know i would go down with family friends um devices mm-hmm. uh you know we and and yeah we would go to see our aunt like pretty regularly and she would come to see us but it wasn't like that casual thing where it's just like you want to know what i feel like going to the city right right, right. Like now when i was in high school i went down to the city a bunch with my friends of like course, once yeah. we got driver's licenses we would go mm-hmm. down there and you know you go to i mean people may not even know what this is anymore cbgb's which was a big club okay. down the city um you know after prom like we went down to the city and there were parties down here went to different you know our, my prom we after prom we went to this club um which doesn't exist anymore like <laughs> you know all these all these uh, cool things um so is there like this uh c- like conception that you know that like new york city is like where dreams live yes yeah but that's the same thing with like la like mm. you know like there are those two sort of things like if you want to make it quote unquote you want to like step off the bus and be like yeah. i'm here world here i am like that sort of thing right like sure because south florida we don't have that no you like, guys don't have dreams <laughs> well actually a lot of people do not uh disney world is a land of makers and dreams this is true disney world <laughs> disney world disney world did i say disneyland i think so yeah disneyland disney world is the one disney world no of south course yeah. believe me i know well it's, disney world i'm an imagineer <laughs> yeah there you go you know a lot, yeah. but um, like for example, right? We have Miami. Miami is the big tourism spot, but yep. no one ever goes like, "I want to go to Miami to like pursue a career." There must be some. People. There are lots of people who do that. Yeah, I, I want to be like a thought. Yeah, right. Or you know, a prostitute. Or I want to you know be a, a cocaine club. sniffing yeah, yeah, club promoter. Wanna, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but like for I, I got my stripes in in Miami, but I didn't go there looking for dreams. It was like, oh, that's where clubs are. I can like do promotions on the side of the street. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Our, so our parents are from Washington D.C. They're from okay. Silver Spring, Maryland, so right outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and our parents didn't know each other growing up there. They they met in New York, but they both came to New York to live out like their dreams, like. It, it was a thing to move up to New York City. Um, I, for me, at least, I remember when I went to college, I went to Syracuse University. And, you know, that that is upstate New York. And I don't know that I even thought far enough ahead to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to move to New York City. Or, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Well, just I knew w- I wanted to move to New York when I was in college um, because I knew that when I was in college, I went to Boston University, which is in a city, and that felt small to me. Mm. And so I was like, I need something bigger than this. Mm-hmm. So what were you guys doing in college? What were your what were like dreams and majors? Uh, I was a film major and a drama minor, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, you know, you take as seriously as you take it. it, it, it I looked at college like, like an, as an apprenticeship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, earlier you, you were doing a live podcast here and, and talking about, um, you know, someone asked about internships or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did intern. Um, I was also an apprentice on a feature film set. So I, I thought that my path was like straightforward. Mm. I was like, I'm going to write and direct feature films right. and I'm going to do it in short order mm. and everything's going to go my way. And this is just how we do and it. And then life happens. Yeah, life happens. I mean, Jeff looked at it in a different way, I think, right? <laughs> That's a nicer way to put it. I um, What did I do? I, I didn't really go to class. I, well, first of all, I, I was an American studies major, uh, a history minor art history concentration which sounds much smarter than what it actually is because it sounds very impressive because it just keeps going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would go to lunch like two or three times a day. Like I was just like, it, and it wasn't like, you know, 
I was just hanging out. I, I hung out with people. So you were not a college student. Like you didn't. You I mean, I, my grades were fine. It was just like pe- some. A lot of people went to justify that they were paying a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I just didn't. Right. I um I was there and I I had fun and I um I wanted to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I might want to be like a writer. Right. And so I I guess my dream was to work for Rolling Stone. I I had seen Almost Famous the movie and I was like. You know, I was like, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I sort of went about trying to do that out of college. But it didn't happen, like, very quickly. I, I ended up writing for Rolling Stone probably, like, five years in. Right. Mm. Okay. But, yeah, but – and there's a million ways to go about it, clearly. Like, I think ours were just, like, two of many paths. Right. Um, our brother did a, a different path than either one of us. Shout out to Dan. Yeah, Dan. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to, to Dan Hive. All the Dan fans. Dan yeah. Hive. But um, – but – I think there's it's it's really interesting now. Someone I met someone the other night who asked me if I made the right decision in mm. in doing college the way Oof. I did it. What a well, no, no, no. way to like just like get at you. No, 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 no. no not there was nothing negative about this it. Is a question. No, it was, I mean, it like, was just a question. It was like, yeah. what do you think now? Like right. you're out of college. Revision is like you know yeah. thinking. Yeah, back, what do you like, think? No, right. I, didn't, I didn't think it was out of pocket. I just meant like you know way to cut to the core. Like right. whoa, who no. are you? <laughs> and and really like I um I was like I, I think I did do it the right way because like that experience shaped me mm-hmm. right and another thing that you, you you were talking about earlier and i'd like to talk more about is just that like everyone has skills right yes. whatever your major is doesn't define you necessarily no. um because there's a lot of people who are like you know what i'm gonna and this is what our parents wanted from me i'm, I'm the oldest of of the three of us jeff's a twin um and I thought Dan was the oldest for some reason. No, well, because he, he wears just, a suit. Yeah, he yeah. Just looks the oldest. But I never, like, I he never, wears a suit. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The way you guys describe him, I'm like, oh, okay. No, yeah. but but what it is was, you know, I um, I I I think that I am, I, I just have a lot of skills and abilities, and because carpentry, <laughs> woodworking, because I chose I chose to do. Oh, so yeah, so our our parents wanted me to have like. An arts and science, a liberal, you know, arts background, right. and then go to they if I wanted you to have to. a broader. Yeah, and if okay, I so you say your mom was a creative in the, in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. So did, was it still that pressure of you must go to college, you must have a major, and then graduate well, and pursue a career? I think that our dad mm-hmm. had a more laissez-faire um, approach to things. Yes. He was just like, it's their lives; like they can do whatever. Wow. And that's you know coming from a guy who. Had worked for IBM and Citibank wow. his entire so life. So he's experienced some things. So well, he's like, <laughs> I really want you guys to be free. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like our dad he when was he was like, in school was more he he was sent to. It's so it's so crazy. Like his parents were. We got a very different upbringing than the way that he did. Like his mm-hmm. parents were like, "You're definitely going to college. Right. You're not going to visit your college. You're going to go to Cleveland <laughs> and you're going to go to this school wow. and yeah, Case Western, Case Western Reserve, and get into." Like the sciences, mm-hmm. and our dad loved the arts. He would go to the well, museum. And it should be said. So our grandfather, our father's father, uh, he worked for NASA. Right. Okay. And so this is like when NASA was like just starting just, up. Right, like he was right. there. And so and, by the way, not like, like not an astronaut. No, not just a scientist. You know, but he yeah, was he was working for NASA. NASA as the organization. Exactly. And so he was like, I want you to be part of the future, whatever that is, mm. and that is going to be you. You study physics. And then you're going to get into computers and like all of that. And so like it wasn't our dad's passion. Our dad, you know, his favorite class in college was art history. Right. Um, so he wasn't he didn't get to pursue what his his dreams were. I think that he was more open to us pursuing our dreams because of that our mom who did go um, and pursue 
whatever it was in New York, you know, working for magazines, a more um, left brain sort of pursuit. Mm -hmm. She wanted a more um, she wanted us to have like a fallback plan, I think. Well, okay, so listen, any parent. I think those are parental skills just coming into play. Any any parent wants better for their kids than than they did. Right. Right. Um, I think there was always something being the older child. I can say there was, there were moments when it was just, it was really tough at home mm-hmm. being a film major, right. you know, spending my summer, you know, writing scripts, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, and, and our parents wondering, well, what are you doing at college? Yeah, yeah. You know, what is this, what is the worth? Right. And because they want, you know, is the safer route going to make you money right away so you can be comfortable and live and grow? Yeah, sure. But st- maybe stifling in the future. And yeah. so, and, and just to be honest, like, you know, when they saw it, they saw it, mm-hmm. but it took a little while, yeah, and sure. there were like arguments. And, and by there the way, was... my parents just started supporting me maybe two years ago. That's real. Yeah. yeah. By the way, our our aunt, and this is like even still, like our aunt still wants us to be bankers. Well, yeah. I had a phone call with Jeff the other day that said, like, "Are you sure you don't want to like go back to school and, and do law or something like that?" Yeah. Oh my. Kind and Jeff, and I, you know what? I think Jeff is being very polite, more polite than I would have been. That yeah, that would make me angry. The same. I, I still get angry at that. And Jeff, Jeff said something to the effect of just like, "Okay, maybe." You know, like like just to I did not just to be nice idea, or something. Like I, I know. definitely, but was, you know what I, it is though. Was nice though. You know, I don't know if anger would be the correct response simply because people are just not aware of the world that they're living in. You know, yeah, some people are just not aware that other people are. Some people can't even see themselves in the places of people that they admire. So they watch TV, right? They listen to the radio. They see other people that are like, oh, I love what they do. I love watching their content and digesting it. But that's for them. That's for a different class of person. You know? yeah, they can't I, put themselves in those I shoes. Think, I think overall, like anything that our aunt wants is for us to be settled and good. Right. Like that's where it comes from. Of she course. just says it like that. And, and I, I think she knows that it's not – really going to happen that we're going to become lawyers or bankers or something like that yeah mm-hmm. it, i know. think here's the thing i think that Aunt jane is just trying to be funny you do yeah oh not, yeah, well, not, not me like the thing I about Aunt jane, jane is, is i think that she's trying to be funny she has a very uh unique <laughs> sense of humor mm-hmm. and i think that's uh that's her trying to be funny i don't know man i don't know i, I, mean, I don't know i, I don't yeah. know Aunt jane you don't know Aunt jane but I have a fa- I have family members like that yeah, where they're like yeah. always questioning sure. what you do. Like it's hard to listen. We're hip hop sketch comedians. It's hard for people who know what we do to even comprehend that. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like I, we went to we we we've told the story before I think, but we've we, we went to the Grammys one year, right? And we ran into Jam Master Jay's sons, mm-hmm. and one of them walks up to us and he's like, "What do you guys do?" And I say, "We're hip hop sketch comedians." And he goes, "So." You, you draw rappers, <laughs> and it's like no, like we're not. I I, I see what he was saying, but like sense, we're not like yeah. in Times Square, like drawing like ASAP Ferg jumping over like a shark on a skateboard or something. Right. Like yeah, it's not like, no sketch comedy, but yeah, yeah, yeah okay, uh, cool, see it. all right, yeah. Yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are really into hip hop. You guys have a incredible hip hop background. It feels like, like you're about to like quiz us. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, yeah. because all right. So I'll bring it like this. I, I don't know, man. Being from South Florida, cool, is just a different oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. So like I was. The only kid in my middle school and high school um, with a, like a backpack full of CDs mm-hmm. from like you know Fifty Cent, oh, Method Man, Red Man, yeah, like everybody from New York and everybody, yeah. all the kids were like, "What? Where's yeah. the Hot Boys? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where's Lil Wayne? Yeah, and I was like, "No, you guys in this like yeah. Dipset and all that stuff. No one understood it, right? Being from South Florida, so right. when I listen to like a podcast like yours, I'm like, "Yo, it's <laughs> so cool that you had to grow up 
like in it, you yeah. know, when it was happening. That being said, I was the only one who was listening to Hot Boys. <laughs> in yeah, high grade. no, that's okay. True. Yeah. And and by the way, when I was when I was in high school, all of my friends hated rap. Like I was mm. the only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I was the only one who loved rap and mm-hmm. loved it. And it was like, you know, there was such a difference in the time and right. in the respect that hip hop has now. Yes. It's so crazy. People just laughed. Like I was everything Biggie, everything Snoop, everything mm-hmm. just. As much as I can get my hands on, mm-hmm. Lost Boys, whatever. Right, right. I was listening to it. I was loving it. And my friends just wouldn't have any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My friends were into it, but not to the degree that I was. Right, right. Because yeah. you guys are hardcore hip-hop fans. Like, you do the research on it. You yeah. listen to every lyric. You dissect Every-day, it. Everything. You put together the puzzle pieces. We love it. Right. I, that's, that's it. We love it. Exactly. Just a, a lot of people love it. We love it, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, when do you guys decide that you want a career in hip-hop? Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess it came at different times. I, I graduated from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Still I with the same ambitions as filmmaking. And things. Thought I was just going to be a f- feature filmmaker. I'm going to write the stuff. I'm going to direct it. I'm mm-hmm. gone. I'm out of here, right? right? Scripts didn't sell. I didn't. I'm a 20 year old writing these things. What do I know? Mm-hmm. What does anybody know? Right. That's why we laugh at like, you know, when, when you go to a high school graduation and the, the valedictorian is yeah. talking and it's just like, what do you know? You just, you, have, you just have good grades. You don't, yeah, you don't know anything. Or the <laughs> class president or whatever. Like, no mm-hmm. one knows at that point. It's mm-hmm. silly, but whatever. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 20. I'm writing stuff. I didn't live. I didn't love. I didn't lose. I, I didn't know anything. And I was working with some friends and then those friends had a falling out. And what do you do? You take it into your own hands. All right, I'm going to do it myself. And if no one's going to keep up with me, cool. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to get out there and I'm right. going to do it and that's fine. And so I, um, I was like, what do I love? That's what I want to do in life. What do mm-hmm. I love? And I love hip hop mm-hmm. and I love film. So where do they intersect? And you know, we're, we're way into hip hop, right? We're hip hop nerds. Right. Love it. I heard about a guy named Kanye West mm. out of Chicago producing anything we can get our hands on download on napster anything related to kanye west. if it was mislabeled we're downloading it still right like everything we're downloading it loving kanye west it breaks my heart to speak <sighs> no same no it, it does it does Wait, but it's a different time it, i know i know time. it's, it's just, also like a different person it seems like yeah so. you know you reminisce on something you're like yeah. oh, it's so you good. know it no it, it's, yeah. it's it's heartbreaking yeah. and by the way I, I don't say this because i knew the guy uh-huh. like i'm saying it because like everyone we're all heartbroken right right okay. it's just all a fact moving on but it's also a fact that like at that time I got to know him and his team because mm-hmm. I wanted to work with them. I wanted to be a part of his film company out of Chicago called right. Hustle Film. Mm-hmm. And so I made it happen. I went down with our other brother, Dan, to Asbury Park, New Jersey, went to a concert, waited outside by the bus. When Consequence came by with two mixtapes, I was like, can I meet Don C or John Monopoly? And he said, if you buy these mixtapes, I said, cool. Wow. Broke out however much it was, paid him in cash. He said, I'll sign him. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Int- Introduce me to your guys. Right, and, right. and he did. And that turned into a relationship. That, right, so that that's a valuable moment, right? So a lot, a lot of people view you guys as podcasters, right? right. Or hip hop sketch comedians. Yep. Yeah. But they don't really classify you guys in the entrepreneurial field. Right. Because you guys are entrepreneurs. Correct. Yeah. And that's a really entrepreneurial thing to do, mm-hmm. right? To wait outside of a concert. To uh, go go beyond and pay the cash for two mixtapes that you really don't care about, yep. just to get to the next whoa, level. Whoa, and meet whoa. The guys. <laughs> Some of us are big concerts. <laughs> well, I'm not, in the moment, I don't care about the mixtapes. I want to meet yeah, yeah, no, Don C. Yeah, by yeah. the way, by the way, shouldn't Consequences fans be called con men? Right? Wow! wow. Right? See, really? that's a marketing genius yeah. at hand right here. <laughs> but yes, it was. Hmm. Sorry, you were okay. Saying, yeah. No, it's a it's a cause and effect thing because like 
consequence yeah. is like the yeah. effect. Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So we see you. You get yeah. to the meeting mm-hmm. with with with, with Doncy. Well, right? no, yeah, no. Actually, I, I met. Well, I, I met Don C then, um, and he hooked me up with John Monopoly. Okay. And here's the real crazy thing: is that John Monopoly would switch jobs like crazy. Mm. John Monopoly worked at Violator. He worked at Epic Records. Mm. He didn't work at places, and he would just disappear. And the real great thing was tracking him down in this time. Mm. Um, it's a it's a different time, right? Yeah. And but I was just I was so determined. I would go to the city, and I knew they were in town, and I'd hit him up. And he'd be like, we'll be at the W Hotel. And before I could get any more information out of him, like the address, that was it. The phone call was over. There, there's like, what, like four W There's a hotels. million. So how many blank missions have you gone on? I don't, I, this was the biggest. Uh, you know, I, no, you know what? Oh, I've done stupid things, too. I've done stupid blank missions. I, no, all right. So before we move on with the interview, yeah. I need two blank mission stories. Well, all right. Like, very quickly, because. All right, one, I. <laughs> One you like hurt. No, listen. No, yeah, no. Here's this is dumb. This is so dumb. In uh, there was a okay. So I um, somewhere in the in the in the time between graduating college and writing all those scripts and not selling, you know, and I would go into these major meetings and try mm-hmm. to sell these scripts. Between that time and and working with Kanye and them, mm-hmm. there was a period where I was just like, maybe I'll be just a documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, this is okay. I've never told this story. Great. Uh, there was a custodian who worked at the middle school. No, here. Okay, here's what happened. I was like, I'm gonna. No, okay. Now I'm remembering. I was going to do. I was gonna write a movie and then film it myself, and it was based out of uh, our high school. Because what do I know? I know high school, right? Right, like, right. So Life I'm writing a high school movie. I'm John Hughes, and I'm writing the next, like you know, Sixteen Candles or Ferris Bueller, or whatever. Right. And so I went down to talk to somebody to see, and this is so stupid because they're not going to let me use the school, but I went to the middle school to see if I could film there. Mm-hmm. And it was the summertime, and I couldn't meet with anyone, but I met with one of the custodians. This dude Shout out to Chiba. 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 Chiba was like 800 pounds and, and a fireman, which is always funny to me. Chiba. Like, Chiba's a great name. Chiba. Yeah. Like, okay. like just a, a just, well, whatever. Right, it, it, okay. He's he, Chiba. And Chiba's like, you know what? You're you're a filmmaker. Well, you should really know about what's going on in the swimming pool here. <laughs> and now, so now I'm a documentary filmmaker. Now I'm like, well, oh, well because yeah, something interesting. Saying, like all these kids were getting sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like he was like, you should document what's going on here because this is really bad. Kids are getting like real sick from mm-hmm. being in the pool or whatever. And I'm like, all right. And like, there's like a cover up. And yeah, right. And there's a cover up. And I have to go, and when they drop these chemicals off at the pool, here's what you're going to do. This is what Chip is saying. You're going, I'm going to give you the code to get into the garage where the, uh, the, the maintenance trucks go in. Uh-huh. And you make a left, make a right, make a, go down this hallway, do this, whatever. And he's like, you have to duck by the cameras and all this stuff. And, I, with, and so I, I rented a camera from the place that I interned from a few summers before, the music video company. And... I broke into our middle school and went down and, you know, I sat while these things were, and Chiba is in there trying to goad right. whoever is dropping these off into admitting this big crime or whatever. That was a stupid mission, right? Like, I remember, like, leaving the school, like, after I filmed it, after I got out and was walking, like, through the back down these stairs, like, trying to, like, be cool and also, like, my heart is racing. Right, right. Like, honestly, I was... 
it was so stupid and was like Mission Impossible, like you know, sneaking around all the the cameras. But you're a documentary filmmaker. No, I felt like such an idiot. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> why? Like, what if I got arrested for breaking into my middle school? Like, like if I thought my parents were disappointed that like I was running to the beach and right. writing all day and then running home and writing the script that they were just like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, or whatever. You should blame Chuba though. And if I went, if I told if my parents, if my parents had to like get me out of jail because I was Broke doing this, school. and yeah, it was bad. Then there was another like. Then I had to go meet with him in his uh, garage, and it was free. I remember it was freezing cold in the middle in the winter, and he was chain smoking, and I was oh interviewing this other guy, God. and I don't even remember anything. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. Ugh. And luckily, like my life just switched <laughs> up. That's that's my stupid story. Um, I don't have that many, especially on that level. Um, stupid. You didn't break no, into I've, I've definitely done stupid things. I didn't break into my school. I um, the only thing I can think of is our Questlove story. That that's which, a, that's a good one. Which is a like, uh, um. So, or do you want to tell the Craigslist one? Well, that's not okay. So that's that's. I'll tell both stories. Okay. The Craigslist one is Eric and I met this guy at a um an MTV pilot shoot, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I'm one of the contestants on this game show because I'm the Craigslist hustler," and. <laughs> He's like, what I do is I go and I just respond to things on Craigslist, and that's how I pay my rent. And he's like, one of the things I do is... You know, trials and... Um, yeah, people like have like surveys. Surveys, right. He's like, I will get paid for them, because even though I am a 28-year-old Jewish guy from Brooklyn, him, not me, I'm right. from the Upper West Side, right. um, he would be like, yes, I do have psoriasis, and I am a 60-year-old black woman from California. Like, who cares, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, just and fuck he, up the survey. And he gets, you know, $60 or whatever and moves on to the next one, right? And wow. I was like, wow, like, this guy's a piece of shit. But I was like, at least he's making money, and so then he's smart. But I'm like, I'm much smarter than he is. And so therefore, College graduate, yeah. right. as a good person who is not a piece of shit, who is smart, I'm like, I can make lots of money and then be the true Craigslist hustler. <laughs> you <laughs> out-hustle yeah, the Craigslist hustler. I am the Craigslist And so um, I responded to an ad for probably like $45 or something. And I was like, oh, uh, this person needs an administrative assistant. I was like, perfect. You know, I can do that from home while doing our work, you know, for our, our videos and stuff. Hustle. <laughs> hustle hard. Yeah. And so I head over to this guy's Upper East Side apartment. I uh, am told to wait downstairs. He would not let me upstairs into his apartment. He comes down what? with a bag, plastic bag filled with uh, index cards, staples, and a stapler. And he says, so first of all, I'm a magician. <laughs> and he says, I need you to take what? all of these like thousand uh, index cards and staple them together. So it's like, you know, uh, uh, two. You take two at a time. Staple one, two, three on one side, one, two on the bottom, one, two, three on the other side. It creates a pocket. You have to write a number on it. He's like, and I need you to make it big enough for a playing card. I'm going to put a playing card in this thing so it's a pocket. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Like, this is going to be the easiest $45 I ever make. Uh-huh. I go home. I'm like swinging the bag through Central Park. I'm like, ha, 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 what an idiot. Hustle. I get home. I'm like, don't oh. worry about me, Eric and Dan. I'm going to be sitting in my room for a couple hours just stapling these cards. For this guy and I'm you know gonna con him out I'm a con man right <laughs> and so I'm a consequence fan mm-hmm. and so I um for about I don't know must have been like four days straight all you hear from my room is just and my arm was like so broken and my spirit was so broken yeah, my, yeah, my, that's, my that's, arm was so broken mm-hmm. from doing this stupid shit and so then I go back he paid me maybe like forty dollars because um 
if any of the cards weren't to his liking, he wouldn't pay me for them. Right. And oh, then I was like, you know, like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Like, fuck him. Demoralizing, though. Like, And then I get an email from him. I'm like, I'm never going to hear from this guy again. I get an email from him maybe... Seven years later? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And it was a form email, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this guy, he was the... He he was in the finals for America's Got Talent, and I was like, "This guy <laughs> he has is been making hustler. a living off of my hard work, <laughs> like my my sweat, yeah. my blood." Yeah, my please t- vote for me, well, right? He like, is the ultimate hustler. Yeah, yeah. I got Craigslist hustled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's right. Um, rode your rode your your hard work all the way. Yeah, so that's like the, the darkest. Top. Like, in that, that was at a time when I was writing for all these publications, but it was like, oh, you want to know? What? I can leave that all behind and just do easy craigslist jobs mm-hmm. no so the the quest love uh story is that eric and i were maybe like a year into making videos uh-huh. this is probably like 2008 mm-hmm. and we were invited by the roots management to go to the roots they were having an after party for their album release okay. and we were like oh my god like this is the first like event we've ever been wow. to like maybe big like moment second big moment it was a big moment for yes. us. Yes, big um, moment. And we were like, oh, my God. Personally like, invited. It, it feels, yeah, we're recognized. It feels cool. exclusive. Right. And so we go down to the Lower East Side, and it's at this place called Sutra, and we're led downstairs, and we're like, well, excuse me. Well, because, okay, so at this point, we've worked with, you know, probably like Bun B and like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Child of Bun. Yeah, and maybe like Cameron or something like that. But, or, no, no, or no, the, no. It was like... Or, 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 or someone. Yeah. But we, we've worked with a few people, and, and so there was an expectation on our part that we would then speak with Questlove and Black Thought and be brought into this world, and maybe these guys would want to be in a sketch just like Bun and whoever right, else right, at right. that point. So we go downstairs and um, we see Black Thought at the bar, and we're like, "Do we say hi? Like, should we should we go say hi?" He was with some girl, and we're like, "You want to know what? Like, cool. yeah, that happened to us last night. Yeah. We saw Frank Ocean. Oh, all right, yeah. Really? So you just like yeah. in 2018 somewhere, bro? He's he's an actor now or something like that. No so. one knows it's him. He looks totally different. Wow. Are yeah. you sure it was him and not he's, just another we, person? We're ninety five percent sure. He's an actor now. So. We all graded it. It was ninety five percent. Okay, so <laughs> right, I'm we, we, so we don't say hi to Black Thought. Yes, yeah. um, we we then are told now we're down by, to one root. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't know like Tuba Gooden Junior at that point. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah. is just we're here for Questlove. So we are led upstairs. We're like we're told Questlove's going to DJ, and we're like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. So we go upstairs, and there's maybe like I don't know thirty people up there. It's not a crowded space. Oh, I I I, I disagree. I, if it you look really at the pictures, crowded? yeah, it's really crowded. Okay, I don't remember. But I do remember it being less crowded, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Eric and I stuck around until the very end. Well, okay, because... Rightfully so, because you're like, I don't want to speak to people, I don't want to interrupt them. I don't want to interrupt. Kind of just, like, wait Never out. interrupt the DJ. Never right. interrupt. And, you this, is, DJ and this is Questlove's, like, love, right? right? right. Like, he's, he loves to DJ and put on a nice show for everyone. Yes. When so, I tell you, Eric and I were there until 4 o'clock in the morning... The only two people standing even... I mean, we were the only two people there, but we were standing right in front of the DJ booth. But it went, it went from, like, a full place to the two of us. And now you're like, okay. So they're probably wondering what the heck we're doing here. No, we, well, we were just, like, on a mission. We're just, like, we're, yeah, we were, we're going so to talk focused. to this guy. Still. And so, yeah. Okay. We're, and focused, we like, young in a, and dumb. Yeah. And so he ends the, the <laughs> night. We're the only two people there. We're, we're, like, three feet away from his DJ booth on the wall. And he goes... Thank you. <laughs> and like, then, that, that's and it. Then, yeah, that's it. And then uh, walks off. And we're like, and so we go over to him as soon as he ends and we're like, hey, you know, this is who we are, blah, 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 blah. 
And he goes, I thought you were going to kill me. I thought you were hi- <laughs> yeah. He thought we were hired killers. Like, he was just like, yeah, because we were just posted up on the wall, just right. watching him, like, not moving, not whatever. And so he was just like, ah. Uh. But, you know, I've, you ever been in those situations? Well, you have. Yeah. yeah. Where you're, like, waiting and you're watching somebody, but you totally forget that they're human and they're probably watching you, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's funny, too. Like, so we've been. We've been around for more than 10 years. Now we know who recognizes us, too. Right. So it's interesting to sort of, like, wait that person out and, or like, and then stick your hand out and be like, hey, right. like, I'm Eric. And they're just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. take the train? We're like, yeah, like, we take right. the train. But Actually, the shop, uh, yeah. I had a blank mission to uh, Atlanta with uh, someone who was supposed to be some kind of casting director for HBO or something. And, oh, man. Well, this is going to really expose him, but I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. But if you put it together, you put it together. I don't yeah. care. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, not me too. Oh. But uh, so this guy's like, yeah, hey, come up to A3C. I can get you media passes. Uh, I'm going to be doing like this uh, event at the festival. We get you the passes. You come out and we'll link up. We'll do a whole podcast. We'll talk about it. Blah, 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 right? So me and my business partner are like, all right, great. So the whole time I'm like texting this dude. He never texts me back. That's warning number one, like yeah. red flag. Yeah. Call him, send me the voicemail, calls back every other day. And he's like, all right, I'm going to send you the media passes. He sends me an email for the media passes, no. but it's to like apply. And I'm like, mm. okay, strange, but I'm still ambitious. I'm like, I need to do this. So we go up there, right? We get a rental car, which is money. Go up to Atlanta. Uh, we stayed at a friend's house. I slept on the couch, hurt my back. Mm. Calling this dude, right? We we call him on our way there, like, hey, we're headed there. No answer, no nothing. Send him a text. I get there. Hey, we're here. No text. Then the next morning, he calls. He calls me back and he goes, yo. So we're like in Midtown. Um, meet me. I'm like, where in Midtown? He's like, just call me when you get around Midtown. Mind you, this is my first time in Atlanta. I have no idea where we're going. So we get around Midtown. Call him. Call him. Call him. No answer, no answer, no answer. So now we're just parked in Midtown like, what's going I loosely know someone who is associated with him. I go to this guy and I text him. I say, hey, are you with blah, blah, blah? And he goes, yeah, we with some chicks. <laughs> so then <laughs> that day screwed, scratched. Can't find this dude. We see him on Instagram. He's like riding around, like just doing everything but answering his phone and texting us back. The next day, he has like a show. We sneak, in, we pay to get into this show that we're supposed to get into for free. Because we're like, look, we know he's here. He has no choice but to speak to us when we get in there. So we pay our way in. We get to him. He looks at us. He goes, oh, what's up? And I'm like, nah. uh, I'm like, yeah, we were supposed to meet up yesterday. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's um, call me. Call me in the morning. Call me in the morning. No, uh, he's he's a con man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're like, all right. So this is this is done, right? So we we leave, go back to the car. The car has a boot on it. Oh, right? <laughs> has to pay the boot. Oh. Right. Next morning, of course, no answer. No, we're like, screw it. On our way back home, Atlanta has something called a super speeder fee. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm, no. When you're doing over the speed limit by ten miles per hour, you get a speeding ticket, but you also get a two hundred fifty dollar. Uh, super speeder fee. Damn. Yeah, that makes it sound like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, no kidding. Right? So all this happens. Like, literally, trip costs us over a grand. Oh. 
and never heard from this dude ever again that's, in my life. Damn, that's terrible. Yeah, but, anyway. but you know what? I mean, I yeah. hope I hope you Listen, learn. Yeah, from just it. the, the premium Pete. Thanks for yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete the con man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete's a consequence fan. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back yeah. to back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so guys, yeah, I I want the insight of what really goes into creating the brand that you guys have mm-hmm. because you guys produce and I mean handle all the inner workings of your podcast. Yeah, now that it's um, outsourced. So right? okay, so uh, over over our ten year career, um, we have done just about everything ourselves. Mm. When we were doing videos, we wrote it, we started them, yeah. we shot them, we edited them, we shot them out to every website, we promoted it, we did everything. Photoshop. Mm-hmm. All that. Animation. So, are you guys like learning this on the fly or what? Um, well, no, I mean, I had a, I had a you have background. A, you have a background. Um, right. Jeff had a job, which, well, no, I, well, he took classes in, in high school for Photoshop and that, then. No, don't. That makes it sound like I actually knew something oh. I, from like high school. I um no, I mean like you you experiment enough with Photoshop and then like when you need to get better, then you get better. Yeah, exactly. yeah I was thinking about this actually when we were sitting at at your at your panel. Uh-huh. We um like we the the it's sort of like you figure out the shortcuts that work for you. Yes, it's not how they would teach it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like yeah, you know, you're working with a program that's a few years old and needs to be updated, mm-hmm. but it's like. I know how to how to. I know how to make do it work this. for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like we didn't know how to do animation, mm-hmm. so we would. What we would do is, I would, um, I would go into Photoshop and then like manipulate it to like <laughs> to make it look like the mouth is moving or whatever. But it would take like a zillion different. Well, you figure out JPEG yeah. files, right? So Jeff is like, okay, there's whatever, whatever it is, seven different, you know, mouth, mouth movements. movements. Mm-hmm. So you create those and then you just go frame by frame. And right. you know how animation is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. frame by frame. So Which we would like, do these yeah, that's silly not like, things. That's not the way to do it, though. Like, right. That's, that's like the way that's to an easier it. way to do it. Yeah. Like, that's how I get paid $40 for a <laughs> But But what we did was everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're living out of our apartment on the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. You got to do something, you do it. Right. You got to track down... Cameron, you got to track down. You got to yeah, go up to when, Max B's place. Yeah, when Max B like oh you know stops the sketch halfway through, then you go home and you figure out how to match the wall color. Yeah, look to oh his my. apartment, and then just you shoot that for and you know from from twelve a.m. until four a.m. and then Jesus edit until yeah, Lord. and and you put that episode out because people are counting on you. People don't know what it takes, man. Well, and I promise happen. you, I promise you, we weren't making any money for many years, mm-hmm. like many years, like. We, we would sacrifice meals. We would walk everywhere. Right. We couldn't afford the swipes on the metro card. Like, we were just, we did this all for the art, for the love, for the, for whatever we were building, right? We do everything ourselves. We got hired by, by MTV to do these red carpet, right. funny, short form, absurdist interviews. Mm-hmm. Did everything ourselves. Like, you think MTV is going to go and book you, but whoever. When we went down to, um, NBA All-Star in Orlando. Oh, Orlando. I was like, where was that? Yeah, Orlando. So they were like, we'll send you down if, if we can book two people, but we can't book anybody. And we were like... What? They, 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 couldn't, they could not get uh, artist agreements from anybody. Okay. They were like, so it, they were it doesn't like, make sense for us to buy you plane tickets. And so they were like, if you can book two people like, to, do these, uh, to do interviews with, then, like, then we'll send you down there. Eric and I were given like four hours to do this. And we got 24 agreements something, or something like, like that. Wow. Yeah. So they weren't even trying. Or no. they weren't like just hitting up the right people. Or, or they mean, didn't like, do it in the right way. Yeah, who knows how. I'm like, going with my answer. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? 
Again, why, why leave it to somebody else when we yeah, can do it ourselves? We can do it ourselves, yes. and we did it yes. the right way. And and so we were getting people like Dwight Howard, wow. who was playing for Orlando, and that was his like that was his weekend. Yeah, um, we got people like Wale, Wale, yeah. um, like MTV Two, their bookers, Dwayne Wade, Wale. And, wow. and, and just everybody, Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. We did that, you know. Uh, so when it, you know we we put out our album, we did that ourselves. Like right. we worked with our producer Greg Mayo. We put in that Mayo. time. Three three years worth of like we're going up to the studio. We're putting our own like time and money and effort. We do that, right? Mm-hmm. We want currency to get on the on the thing, and it took forever to get currency on well, there. That's why the album well, took so he, long. He does move slow, though. Oh my god, yeah. he, it, it, he moves, he moves the, very slow, yeah. like, physically also, uh, yeah. all of it. But <laughs> but but we, we did that ourselves. We're promoting it. We get ourselves in the New York Times. We get ourselves on the stage of Bonnaroo. We get ourselves like all these things, right? Yeah. So by the time it comes to do our podcast. It's we just we just operate as if it's foolish to get somebody else in there to do something. Mm. Look, we set up three microphones or four microphones, depending on the on the on the guest. We set up the computer, we set up the the mixer, mm-hmm. and we do it ourselves. Like Jeff is hitting up, uh, you know, whoever to, to book whoever, right? I'm editing, um, you know, the intro and the outro and the music and everything. We put it out and we build an audience and we do everything ourselves because it's not beyond us. Mm. When there's a point when we need someone else then to, you'll, you'll to help us, on, for sure, we're totally yeah, open to like people who are well, able to that's important, further us. That's important because people are so quick to hire out when you have so much left within you to do. Like you can use your energy to execute better and quicker Rather than depending on someone else, because as you know, when you hire someone, now it's a variable. Now you have to deal with that person's uh, attitude, that person's you know, way of working, and then training process. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So the energy that you can take to kind of do it yourself, you kind of just waste it. Which is not to say that that's like the easy road to, to doing it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, obviously there's a toll that well, it takes on yes, you to for do sure. everything but yourself. Highly effective. It's effective. It is. Um, it's one way to do it. It's one way to do it. And I think when you're talking about a brand, the most important thing to us over 10 years is maintaining and leveling up our brand. Mm-hmm. So, as long as our name's good, as long as our reputation's good, as long as we can do better tomorrow than we did today, right. then we're good. So that's why, you know, we, we hate to be like the last people at the party. We're never those guys, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do something for so long that people are like, you guys I mean, are still it used to be good, that? yeah. Right. Like oh. we didn't want to be like the guys who do sketches for ten years, right? You know, again, it's like, oh, you guys can only do sketches. <laughs> like we stopped doing sketches three years in. We started doing the MTV stuff. Then we stopped doing that. We had a podcast very early on. Yeah. We stopped doing that. We, and ultimately, we are a brand who can do many things. You right. put our name on it, you know it's good. Right. I'm mad you guys didn't bring food. You mad we didn't bring food? Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. When uh, you guys used to cook for all, guests, you guys are a guest on our podcast. I know, yeah, I have know. Food right there. It's true. <laughs> Let me just say something for anyone who doesn't know what, what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay. When we started our podcast, we sold it. Thank you very much. Uh, Tierra's bringing gifts, by the way. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. When we, when we started our podcast, we sold it as the the network that was uh, buying it was like, hey, and I, I shouldn't say buying it. The one who was partnering up with us to actually distribute it. Mm-hmm. They said we need some sort of description that we can put in a press release, and we said, yeah. oh, "Okay, well, basically, like every podcast is the same. All it is just talking, mm-hmm. and ours is just going to be that." And so, first of all, it's called a waste of time because right. we're very good at telling ourselves. And second of all, we were like, uh, "All it is is going to be a dinner party style conversation." Mm-hmm. 
And so they put out the press release, and it said it was going to be a dinner party. And we were like, fuck. Yeah. We're like, because the internet like went crazy for it, and we said, oh, my God. If the idea is that good, then we actually it have is. to I'm sorry. People. It was genius. No. No, it's Here's not. the problem with it. Here's, I mean, it's tough. Here's the reality of it. If you're a listener, if you're in your car, do you really want to hear somebody with a mouth full of... But you know what it is? Like, Fish. No, I'm the worst person with it. I don't want to hear you chewing. That's what I'm I don't saying. Hear, but I, I never, we I never made, got aggravated for some reason. Well, well. <laughs> maybe you guys got complaints or something from other yeah, people. No, people I, people no, have a problem with banging on the table. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, well, that's different. Yeah, but there weren't that many people who, um, who were annoyed by it. I think I, uh-huh. Eric and I definitely had to have conversations about like if, if we could stop doing that, <laughs> if we needed the gimmick of, and I would always be like, Listen, it's not being filmed. Like nobody cares. Like we're spending all this time cooking this for people. And by the way, and, and money and yeah. money, money this that we didn't true. have. We were you're you're you feel like a battered housewife when you're just like you're showing up late. You don't even eat when I made yeah. you. Like it's, it's also like, logistically, we we live you know, and so we live we live in the place that we work, and we record the podcast literally in our kitchen. Right. So to have the oven right behind the guest. And you're making something. I don't know who knows. You're making what. something. Yeah, and like a chicken, like or a something. chicken roasting a chicken in the oven, and then the temperature in there is just out of control. And wow, then wow. someone's got to sit right there. See, like, these are the things like that the feet. listeners don't get. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so no, we do not cook anymore on our podcast. Right. But, but you guys, you guys seem to be amazing cooks. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, Thank, okay. it, we're, we're all right. We're I don't know the dishes we, that you guys used to name. I'm like, Jesus, they were good. I wish I, I was I'll say this: no one was unhappy. Well, the Migos, the Migos, Migos were unhappy. But also, our friend Tere, who people may know, he's a rapper. He also is on Sirius XM. We made him okay. We knew that he was a pescatarian. He had gone on this diet, and he's like, "I'm only going to eat fish." We're like, "Cool." Knowing that, we're going to make him salmon, and it's going to be great. And we're going to have a great episode. We make the salmon. He comes over, and he goes, "Ooh." I didn't tell you guys. Yeah. I uh, I only eat beans now. I'm on a new diet, <laughs> and so because we, we hadn't like, seen him since New Year's, and he made this big vow. He's like, "I'm just God. eating beans," and we were like, "I'm sorry, what?" And, and he so brought he brought over his beans, and so he ate beans. And salmon is very expensive, by the way. Well, that was that was lunch for us the next day. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah, that was <laughs> a nice salad, salad yeah. Um, but yeah, Tere definitely ate beans. And also that, that I would say, is an episode that I wish um, somebody did not eat on the podcast. Mm. That, that's somebody that like, people complained about. You could hear him chewing on the podcast. <laughs> well, this is, no, these are the gems that I want because <laughs> you guys build, you know, it takes a lot to build something amazing. And you guys have built something amazing over Thank the you. years. Thank Stop. you. Come on, keep going. I will. Um, No, the podcast, the sketches, Mm -hmm. uh, everything. Because when I got hip to you guys, which through the podcast, and I went back to check out the sketches, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, these guys are... You guys are great. Thank you. And then I, it feels like you guys are the only ones who do what you do. I I think so. I think that there were... There were... There was a community of people that were sort of like-minded, but mm-hmm. they were all doing different things. Like, they, we were friends with a lot of bloggers mm-hmm. um, when the blog thing was uh, still happening. I think also, um, you know, Dallas Penn and and um, and Rafi were doing their videos, which were not like ours, but they were in a similar um, universe. Mm-hmm. And then also I would say, you know, Peter Rosenberg and, and Cypher Sounds and people like that also exist in the same universe. So, I mean, like, it all fits in. But, you know, you know what it is? The, we were the only ones who were doing, like, that extra thing of, like, thinking that far outside. And, and then uh, I, I consume a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I haven't heard anyone better 
than you guys at storytelling and Thank getting you. those stories you. out of guests. Thank yeah. you. Besides combat. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I think that that was, so, um, we held combat in a uh, very high regard because yeah, I think he does an, uh, a wonderful interview. And this is not because he passed, but no, goat, no, yeah. goat. Uh, he, he changed everything and, and did an excellent interview. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say that what we do is more of a conversation, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we're coming and kicking it in our apartment, mm-hmm. and it goes where it goes. And you they know? feel they feel very comfortable divulging information yeah. that they would not divulge anywhere yeah. else. But like, I, I think what's cool is that um, when you think of us doing our own lane, that's it's it's a conversation. Like, you can't duplicate what Jeff and I have with our guests. You know, that's just it's very singular. So I think that's what's cool about what we do. It's just like. You know, cool, it's a conversation. And I said this in the panel. I said, um, you know, you can copy what else somebody else does. Like, somebody can do hip-hop, mm-hmm. sketch comedy. They can do yeah. comedy, yeah. Yeah. and they can do a podcast, yeah. but they can't be you. No. no. So, uh, in 2015, we sold the show to MTV, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we were writers. We were starring in it. We were executive producing it with John Legend. Um, there, was a, there was a big excitement around it at the time. And there was always the possibility that it wouldn't happen, that it would just sit on the shelf. And that's what happened. But it we were very comfortable in the fact I don't that no man, they bring a lot of shows back. Let, listen, we'll see. That there, we were we were very comfortable with the fact that should they decide to take our show from us, because clearly you know they bought it, they could have kicked us out and taken you know two guys from you know uh, you know where wherever like New Jersey yeah. and and said they're those guys now, mm-hmm. but you can never duplicate. What we have. have the, the sauce is you, right? Yeah, right. You are the sauce, you right? Know what I mean? Yeah, you could buy prego and stuff like that, but it's never going to be the. No, we make a nice yeah. bolognese sauce, right? We made it for uh, for combat when he had it on the podcast. Yeah, that is true. That is actually is true. Yes. Did, did he bring donuts? Yeah, so, he did. Uh, combat. No, no, he brought like cookies or he, something. Well, he brought, oh, he brought donuts, donuts on the donuts, first podcast, and then he brought over cookies um, made by uh, uh, Kim. But yeah, yeah. he. Um, yeah, Combat was the one person who had brought over any gift, and then... That is so strange. It, it, it's or so, it's nice. It's so true to him. And <laughs> yeah. then later, um, after he passed, uh, our friend Jamal Jamo, mm-hmm. as in tribute to him, brought over Dunkin' Donuts, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Great. Do you guys like Dunkin'? Yeah. Oh, love Dunkin'. Yeah. Mm. We grew up on Dunkin'. I mean, like, we're not like Tim Hortons guys or something. Or yeah. um, I go to Dunkin' Donuts every morning for coffee, and they know me, and they get me in and out. It's great. Really? I yeah, it's fantastic. I um, I, I do like Krispy Kreme, but I didn't really have that as... Like, they didn't have those around, around us. Here, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, coffee, really quickly. Yes. This is sauce over coffee. Daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, coffee, what kind of coffee do you do in the morning? Oh, I do a, a large... <laughs> Uh, I do a large, just regular coffee with uh, cream and sugar, right? And I, I just, I'm in and out. I'm simple. I like Dunkin' Donuts. I like the way it tastes. I'm not a Starbucks guy, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a, uh, a fancy coffee. Although, if I go somewhere and they make a fancy, you know, it's a fancy coffee place. They have them lots of places in of New course. York. Right. I'll do it. But honestly, for the convenience and for the taste of it, I'm a, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts man. Okay. Um, Jeff, I'm super weird when it comes to what I drink. Um, I've never had coffee. I've also never had uh beer or liquor or most things really yeah why so i don't could you say you're weird about it what's, what's well only in that like almost everybody every adult drinks coffee that's like a very like mm-hmm. it's a thing um i don't i i just like water juices and uh i recently got into teas but mm-hmm. like other than that like that's pretty much it so 
You've never had these things. Never tried never them. No, I've, I mean, like I've had wine. Um, I've had champagne, obviously. Of course, because um, I celebrate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of accomplishments. All my wins. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Of course, all we all do wins. is win. All we do is win. All yeah. wins. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a, uh, it's, you know, it's also weird because like I'm not, I am adventurous when it comes to what I eat, mm-hmm. but not when it comes to what I drink. Do you like bubble tea? Uh, no, I oh. think I've had it once and I was like, ugh. I hate, I hate bubble tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hate it. Yeah. Can't stand it. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's wrap it up. I want to know what is the, hmm, the quote unquote end goal for you guys? To make the, money. Um, yeah. no, no, no. You know, um, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So Gary, you guys like Gary V? Sure. Sure. Okay. Gary V's end goal is that he wants to buy the Jets. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this huge, mm-hmm. almost, "Quote unquote impossible goal, mm-hmm. right? So, what is yours? Uh, to buy the Jets before Gary. Yeah, yeah. You hear that, Gary? More flex. You hear that, me or yeah. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's the end goal? Oh, um, besides the Jets. No, yeah. I, I think that we want to. Uh, we're coming close. To, not not coming close to the end goal, but we, but we have uh, we have a lot of goals. I think what's really cool is that we live. I mean, look, thanks to a lot of sacrifices that we made and thanks to a lot of good work that never goes anywhere anymore. Like, as in, we live in a catalog world. Mm-hmm. So all of our videos from 10 years ago. They're still there. Still, still there. there. Still exists. People are finding them now, like, for the first time. Right. We're having meetings and people are playing them in the meetings like Actually, they're brand new. By the way, they're mostly still there. And I only said that because they were also uploaded on, like, places like Google Play or Google Video and, like, all these uh, streaming services well, that no longer, no longer exist. exist right. But they are still on YouTube you look and they're for still YouTube on Vimeo and, and they're yeah. still on uh, World Star Hip Hop. Yeah. Okay. But... So our videos exist. Our podcast exists. World Star Hip Hop. Like it's like the full. I know. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, "What's that?" Our, I was like, "Oh, World Star." Yeah. yeah. Our our music exists. People still log on World Star. People still. I mean, like on Instagram, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know about the actual site. No. Yo. I've, no. It's been a someone, long tenure. But I also like, was not that guy who was on like World Star. Even though like I like a lot of artists who would be posted there, I would just like I I didn't like supporting. Whatever someone the other day yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. "Did you ever interview Travis Scott?" And like this young kid asked, and we're like, "Oh, we have the most famous Travis Scott interview ever mm-hmm. when we when we interviewed him uh, for the for Bonnaroo." And um, but all these things exist; they live on. And what's what's funny is when we used to be interviewed early on, we'd be like, "Oh." You know, they'd be like, "Well, what, what's up next?" And we're like, "Oh, we got the liquor line coming." I'm joking. We're like, right, got, right, got right. the liquor line. We got the books coming up. Just gonna have a solo reggaeton album. Kai Tuboka. Yeah. So, like, but all those things aren't so la- well, fast and furious cameo. Like all these things. Like typically, like you know, we're gonna have a, a clothing line. But none of these things are impossible anymore. We live in a time now where we're go- we're writing our second book right now. Right. Wow. We're doing our second album right now. We're wow. working on our second TV show right, right. now. We're Three years into our podcast, and and all signs point towards it getting even bigger. Right. Um, more live shows. More. We want to do this thing. Honestly, this is a hundred percent. We want to do these things because we've we've had some success with them before. We want to do meetups mm-hmm. where we have all of our fans come through in whatever city we're in, and people just want to sit down with us and have that in person right. interaction. Right. And they get introduced to each other, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And they come from different backgrounds, so it's like, oh, you. You guys meet each other. You can work together, photographer, whatever. These people have a common interest and and a common whatever. But we want to get it sponsored Mm -hmm. and and have that human interaction. If it's by Doritos Mm -hmm. and it's authentic in that, like, all right, well, Doritos sponsored us sitting on a bench and, like, entertaining people for an hour. Mm -hmm. 
that's cool. Let's do that. Right. So, and you know, I, we, we talk about this informally, but I think that the end goal is to create these experiences that won't go away, that, mm-hmm. that people can take with them and matter. Mm-hmm. Because you can, we had Chromio on the podcast. Yes. Um, I'm at actually like halfway point. Oh, time. right on. It's, it's a fun episode. And uh, this isn't ruining it for you, but they are more concerned with their live shows than they are selling their music. Mm. Like the, the music sale is a, is a way to get into them to go see them live at a yes. festival. Right. Because they understand that that live experience is something that people can take home with them that you can't get for free. Right. So to live, to move on, to get better, to make content that, that lasts, that's what we want to do. We want to create these experiences that people will be like, that's, that's different. Right. And that's going to spur me on to a different right. place. So all know? in all, you're saying that you want the best hair care line mm-hmm. to exist. Correct. Look at Eric's hair care. Correct. Come on. I know. Curl God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, we're 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 honored that people mess with us, and we just want to like build it up and keep it going. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right. So, any more, any last thoughts over <laughs> coffee and water? Um. Oh, we want to shout out all of our Maybach brothers. Yeah. Um. We want to shout out uh, Meek Mill, who's out now. Yeah. Meek, shout out to what Wale. Shout, shout out to, to Rose. Shout out to Stolly. Yep. Okay. We saw Stolly the other day. Shout out to Teacher Moses, the queen Yo, of MMG. Shout out to Gunplay. Shout out to all the Black Bottle boys. Oh, all the Black Bottle girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is this sponsored by? I, I'll drink Bel Air. Yeah. I'll yeah. drink Bel Air. <laughs> Um, well, accomplishments. I, I know. Yeah. I know he's not around anymore, but like in the camp. But Gucci Pucci, you can't forget Gucci Pucci. <laughs> no, 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 Rocky Fresh. Yeah, uh, uh, shout yeah. to Pill. <laughs> yeah. Shout to Pill for yo, sure. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave out Pill. Shout no, to Pill. shout to Pill. Um, yeah, every everyone down with Maybach since day one. You know what it is. Yeah, um, three hundred five. Everybody, all our friends over in the KOD VIP. Yeah, we'll see you there, South Florida. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Yo, all my people at Wingstop, Every, shout out to everybody. Yeah, yeah. everybody down at Publix. Mm-hmm. Hey, Publix, you know who you are. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, we appreciate you having us on. Hey, man. This is lovely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah. you. All shout right, guys. Count. <laughs> Subscribe to their podcast, please. Waste of time. It's the real uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find podcasts, you will be able to find them. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Later. guys enjoyed that one as much as i did man jeff and eric were a pleasure to speak with man love those guys man great guys genuine guys my fiance that was her first time meeting them you know and she was like man those guys are just so genuine man you know she's walked away feeling great and that's what jeff and eric do man they, they walk away from the conversation walk away from the room and everyone feels great because they were there shout out to jeff and eric man it's the real Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening. Thoughts over coffee daily. I appreciate all the support you give. Thank you so much. Share this podcast with someone you know, please. Uh, rate. Oh, subscribe if you're a new listener. Subscribe, please, on iTunes. The podcast is available on SoundCloud and a host of other platforms. So subscribe, rate, like, all that good stuff. Share it. Let me know what you think. Cass, C-A-S-S, 4-Q-L on Instagram. Let me know. I will speak to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Peace. Blessings. Cheers.